Hello and welcome to episode six, six. Um, of The Haunted. I'm Freddie Young. And I'm Vanessa Mitchell. And we have decided today to go a little bit off script and give you a little bit of a up close and personal, which is what I've called this today, an up close and personal with both of us. Um, we want to tell you, show you, give you the reasons why we feel that we are qualified to be well, able why, to... Why we're doing this in the first place. Yeah, why, why we feel that we have a good knowledge and understanding, yeah. a bit of background about us, and all them things. So, I will start off by telling you, today we was meant to be recording with a lady called Kelly Angel, and she is... What's her... What's her She's, She's. I first met her, her, her skill set lies within dealing with, and she has a great understanding of the dark, i.e. demonology, um, negative entities, negative yeah. spirits. So she's a, the, the, the person you'd call that if you had something that most mediums, and it, it's not a, not a normal haunting, whereas it's, it, it's just a, a ghost. It's she dark, deals with it's more. malevolent. And is in contrast to the guest we had on as well this Absolutely, week, yeah, John, John Fraser. Fraser. So from the SPR, we we spoke about demons, and he was very very reluctant to kind of feed into. He said it's more that that's more on a religious basis, yeah. and because he doesn't per se have a religion, it was something he. Well, well the SBR is more science based. Yes, absolutely, yeah. And it's you know, and when you say the word demon, it goes back to religious terms, and that wasn't so, something. So that he, he was something he not keen on. With. So it's, it's, it'll be interesting <laughs> the contrast. It will because it, it will be a, a a real contrast because John Fraser was the science, the knowledge, the understanding, the the facts. You know, yeah. I can stick that in a graph, or yeah, I, I absolutely. Whereas yeah. Kelly is more feelings, and you and know, also and, John did say that he'd never had any personal experience. So the reason he does the work he does is off the back of a human interest rather than a deep-seated personal experience that made him want to explore this. Whereas Kelly is the opposite. Yeah, she was born with it. She was born with the knowing. She was born with this. So it's. Two very interesting, separate... Uh... Contrasting characters, yeah. really. And it gives you two viewpoints. You know, the world of the supernatural is filled with lots of different people and lots of different backgrounds. And, and opinions. And, and opinions and understandings. You know, some people take a religious standpoint. Some people take a, a scientific... And everything in between. And we are giving you the polar opposites. Yeah. Either end. Well, we aim to just give every single every version view. there is, because, and then just see, see, you know, see what people. Because as it stands, nothing's wrong. No, nothing's wrong, and it's whatever you feel, whatever you you take from it, whatever way you gravitate towards. I personally feel that I am a mixture of everything. Mm. Speaking to John Fraser was really interesting. I heard what he was saying, and it really resonated with me. And I, I could, but if I didn't have the background that I do, I'd have really bought into that. And that would have been my 100%. That's my belief. That's 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 what, to me, paranormal stuff is. But because of my background and because of the things that have happened to me, it's different to mm. his. But I still take from what he says. I think there's truth in what he says. I think there's truth in what Kelly says. And I think if you mash them all up, You'll have. I, I think if you have your own personal experiences, which you both have, and you in your brain work out, it's not a trick of the light. It's not a door slamming because the window's open. For me, I have no choice but to believe it is. And 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 I I definitely veer more on the the, the spiritual side in terms of ghosts, yeah. spirits, demons, heaven, good, bad. And for me personally, I do. But there is still a lot of under, understanding of what of what John has said that um, I think what he said could explain a lot 
of hauntings. Well, jo- well John, do- his job is to research it and calculate exactly. it yeah. and, and come to a conclusion, yes, it is haunted. So in, so in a scientific or, way, the, yeah, what he has come up with... Which is still what we want anyway, which is still what yeah. I... Yeah. But I think so. He went on the kind of the the understanding that it, they're not deranged, they're not mad. Yes, there but, was but definitely. It's, but it's something that we as humans, it's something innate to us that we can manifest things that happen. Is what I got from that. So, you know, poltergeist activity, and he said, you know, about like fairies and goblins. Like what, all the different cultures have their own version of. You yeah, know, but he didn't put everything down to not, that. He just no, said not, that but, is obviously a position and an option in, in some cases. Yeah. So keep an eye out because Kelly is coming very, very soon. John Fraser has already been on. His episode is the one before this. So if you listen to this first, stop what you're doing. Go back. Listen to episode five because otherwise you'd have heard us talking for five minutes. Not a clue what we're saying. Um, Kelly is joining us um at some point next week next week at some point um when we could when we can um get her on and it will be really interesting so as we were saying kelly she deals with the dark the negative the the malevolent and that's something that people are scared to dabble in a lot of in my experience in the cage a lot of people that came there a lot of medium psychics clairvoyance the whole um you know wouldn't um be willing or wanted to deal with the darker side they were okay with per se your normal haunting but when it gets to that malevolent level um not everyone has the skills or or, or want to uh, to deal with that type of stuff no, because it's a lot to take on it's it's a real drain on a person mm. to take that kind of thing on and actually i think you could you could potentially take a lot of that back with yeah, you yeah I mean, scary shit i mean you, you know it, it, it's it there's a re- there's a reason that that you know for all the hundreds of mediums out there that have a true gift there's a reason that they choose not to yeah be involved with that yeah, and there is a real yeah. reason. So someone like Kelly is very, very rare. Um, but something she does specialise in um, that, that we will be covering in in a bit more detail. But it's that the dream state and people that have night terrors, sleep paralysis, you know, issues with sleep, all things like that. She, you, you explain the process a bit more to me because you have first hand experience of it. I don't. When I was a child, I had terrible, terrible, hideous, um, overwhelming, consistent night terrors. And I'm talking, my mum would come into to, to my bed when I was a little girl, three, four, five times a night when I was screaming, screaming, having terrible, terrible nightmares. This happened for years and years. Um, and I, I would always fly out of bed. And in the end, um, my mum put uh, chairs um, along the bed. At first, I was in the top bunk, but a few times I flew off. Yeah. And then my sister was in the bottom bunk, and in there they put me in the bottom bunk. But even I was still having them, so my, my parents put chairs. So when I flew out of bed, I landed on the chairs, not on the floor. Um, and it's something I experienced from definitely the age of probably four, continuously for years and years. Anyway, my son Jesse was a bit older. When, when I'd had Jesse, when he got to, say the same age, probably about three or four, he had these, uh, again, the same as me waking up screaming but it's a, the, the type of nightmare you normally say to a little child think of good things it's okay mummy's here but when you have these night terrors that doesn't work it's it's a lot deeper than that um and this was continuous with him and i knew he was just like me i knew he was having those night terrors like i did um and so i spoke to kelly you know i rang her you know i rang her up or she rang me up but i spoke to her and i i t- and the funny thing with Kelly is that she kind of just knows things. Yes. She just kind of knows. So she said, right, babe, what's the problem? I said, Kelly, I said, this boy is in trouble. The same as I was, I explained it to her. And she said to me, oh, no worries. I'll send dark moon angels into his dream state. And I'm like, really? Right. And there's only so much I can buy into. I promise you. I mean, I'm a lot older and wiser now. But at that time, I'm like, oh, really? You changes? Okay, great. And she said, no. Um... He's having night terrors through negative or demonic in his dream state. And I will send in dark moon angels to take that away and I will clear his dream state. So I'm like, right, okay. Blinding, babe, you know. Happy days. Yeah, great. Well, <laughs> but, but this is the strangest thing.
So I don't want to go into massive, massive detail about it. So I want to talk to her about it with her. But let me tell you the end result. She, um, I would, one night, um, it got very bad. And there was also stuff going on, not in the cage. This was another property I lived in after the cage. And um, I was having the sa a lot of the same issues I did with the cage. And I was spending a lot of time sleeping around mums because I said, Mum, I, I can't stay in this house. I, I just can't stay in here. Um, actually, Kelly did visit my house, but we'll talk about that when she's on. But So I stayed around mums this night. So um got to mums. Um, I went into the garden. I spoke to Kelly. Again, I called her and I said, you know, in fact, this was, this was the main time. And, and she said, okay, fine. I'll send Dark Moon's angels into his dream state. Anyway, me and Jesse were sleeping on the sofa. And you've got to imagine, we hadn't had a good good night's sleep in a long, long time. Now, my mother was a foster mother at the time. And she was, um, my mother specialises in um, children straight from birth. And especially withdrawing crack and heroin babies. And at the time, my mum had two little twins, which were withdrawing. So, um, me and Jesse camped out, you know, to go to sleep on the sofa. And um, Kelly said, don't worry, everyone will, you know, you, Je Je Jesse will, will sleep tonight and everything will be fine because, you know, I'll do what I need to do. So I'm like, okay, fine. Anyway, the next morning, mum's come down. Now, now the, the, these chill, these babies, um, because they were withdrawing from drugs, you know, Horrific. they were crying and there were twins. There was two of them. And they were crying not every three or four hours as newborns a lot more. You know, this is this is heavy, heavy work. Um, so distressing the, these little children were. I remember mum, I didn't wake up at all that night. Mum coming down the stairs, saying like eight o'clock in the morning, saying, Vess, Vess, Vess. Well, well, you imagine her, normally she's up all through the night, but she'd slept. The babies had slept and me and Jess had slept. So my mum, I mean, the sofa's here, my mum's come down the stairs, Vess, Vess, like literally in a panic. It's eight o'clock in the morning. She didn't know. And I went, oh my God. So I woke Jessie up and um, all of us had got a, a, a night's sleep. Jessie didn't have the night terrors, but even these beautiful little babies hadn't woke up screaming, screaming all night. So um, I said, I wonder if what Kelly did. Anyway, I spoke to Kelly and she said, well, no, when I sent the dark moon angels in to clean his dream state, obviously they came in the house. And so they, they looked everyone. after everyone. Well, and again, that's fantastical, but I got it because it happened and I was there and, and my mother you and experienced we all experienced it. it. So the next night we're back in my house, me and Jesse, no nightmares, no nightmares, months and months and months, no nightmares, no, no, no nightmares. And Kelly said to me, well, listen, I know what I'm doing. It's all right. I've sent you like all like blase. <laughs> well, I told all you right. I would. Yeah, I told right. you so I would. So what did you expect? What yeah. did you expect? And then, of course, I, I, I was a single parent then, still a single parent now. And obviously, it was only my, my position to, to look after my son. But again, the, the sleep was amazing. Um, and But she said to me, if it ever happens again, just call me. And about three years later, now, he'd had no nightmares at all. It literally stopped. Yeah. And I promise you this, it stopped. About three years later, um, he started having nightmares again. So I rang up Kelly. Oh, no worries. I'll send that. And she warned me it, it could come back. I said to her, she sent, as she says, and she would explain this on our show, dark moon angels to, to cleanse and clean his dream state. And she did. And to this day. And I've got to be honest. There's only so much I can believe. I can believe that we can get rid of ghosts. You know, I, I, I believe in lots of that stuff. But at that time when she said to me, I can get into a child's dream. I can send my through her abilities, through spirit and through God and through, you know, the angelic realm. Well, it worked. And I'm telling you, gospel truth, it worked. And um, well, I can, I can, it's, so the, I it's the kind of thing that you have to experience, I think, to, to get a true I, understanding. I definitely wouldn't have believed it if anyone told me. But you have since, and I, I know this because you talk about it all the time. You and you were a firm believer now in angels, archangels, that each one has a purpose. Yeah. You you call on different ones. So, so yeah. is it a archangel Michael? He's with the sword. Yeah. So he he's for, for helping to you know um, negative spirits. You've got archangel Raphael for and healing. He's to, which one? They all do, they all do who, who's the one that is to take? Who do you call on to kind of pass over? Um. It, 
Because you've called on him before. I know, I was there. I, I, I... Personally, for me, it's Archangel Raphael for healing to, to take them up when I've done clearances, yeah, yeah. when I've passed over, you know, lost souls, yeah. Yeah. Here's my personal one. I think we affiliate with... I know they all do different jobs. I think we resonate and affiliate with, with certain ones, I think, yeah. instinctively. Yeah. So, for me, it's Archangel Raphael, uh, and it always has been. I don't know if there's... I don't know why, but it's just a feeling, and, it, it, and it's just... Yeah, I know you've got, you got Michael with the sword. Yeah, and so he would... So, you would call on him for demonic. He comes with his sword, and, and he, he's a, a, a soldier. Well, he, know, yeah, he battles the, you know... Yeah. The demonic forces. Yeah. He's, that he's a protector. A war angel, yeah. in effect, yeah. So yeah, but because I've got, I, I've read it. Can't bloody remember it. But you bought me me angel cards. Yeah. For Christmas, yeah. so my decks in my bedside table. So it's, do you use it, them? Yeah. You're learning to. Learning. Mm. I'm not very good at them. I'll be really honest. I do it. it I get better. The first yeah. time I did, I didn't have it. I was like, uh, right, well, what's it that It takes then? a lot of learning, but you it have, takes to, feel a lot of learning. It. You have yeah. to feel it. It's not something you can just and, speak with it. Attached with it was a book, and it went through all the different realms and the different hierarchies. Yeah, and there's a lot. Yeah. You know, so you have, like, cherubins and cherubs, and yeah. you know, and then you, in that you have the kind of the ranks, and each, each serve a purpose. Yeah. And each do a thing. But my nan was very interested in angels. She believed in angels. Mm. And would call on. Um... I mean, I do because when I have done this, it's worked. You know, when I have done it, um, and, and I have to say this, not in the cage though, because the times of me living in the cage, I wasn't educated in this at all. I'd, I'd had the knowing and, and experiences from a child. No, but, but it's, I, it's I, since it you've come totally... away, you have met I've learned and, and, and some I... of the the most weirdest and wonderful people, and they've they've shown you. Just had advice and listened. Lots of, and but you've, you, they've shown you lots of works. different paths yeah. as well. So, you know, Kelly might have opened your eyes to angels. You, you know, you had somebody else that that's opened your eyes to, you know, a more spiritual side as opposed yeah. to, like, heaven and, and yeah. God and things like that. There's lots that you've been shown a lot of different paths and avenues through the cage. I had to because the cage was so horrific that I had to make sense of it. I had to try and understand. And, of course... When I was in the cage at the time, it was a case of duh, 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 get me out, get me out. It was so, so heavy. But obviously it's safer to explore this when you're out of that situation. And the curiosity, I had to know why on earth is this happening but to you, me? But you as well are in the fortunate position that you've been able to pick and choose and cherry pick individually the bits that work for you. So, you know. I don't think the, it's cherry picking. It's instinctively you just... Yeah, well, what works and what you know works, yeah, you and have what to and in that situation, what's going to be most effective? Mm. Yeah, and you've been fortunate enough to because there's lots of people that you know do believe in angels and will call on angels, but that's their like exclusively that. Yeah, they haven't had the opportunity to explore other options and other avenues, or maybe been in a situation where you need. Well, you need to when you need to. I mean, I think a lot of people may see it as, as a real personal interest and a hobby, but I think unless you experience something Your, like that yeah, so yours deeply is, yourself... Yours is a need as opposed yeah, to, to a yeah. hobby, as opposed to... Because yeah. don't forget, when I left the cage, the haunting of me didn't stop. N none of it stopped. It just carried on, but not so malevolent in a different way. Yeah. But it, it was there before the cage. So for me, it was like, oh, okay, Father, I, I need to learn this somehow because it's still happening. So it was just it was just necessary for me. Now, what about you? I mean, because of course you, you you were brought up in a very haunted house. So, my childhood home, where I, I I grew up to the age of, I was there till I was twenty one, maybe, is about six doors down from your childhood home, yeah. and is on the same street as the cage. Cage, yeah, Colchester Road. Colchester yeah. Road in St Osyth. It's you know. I went to say a really famous street. It's not. It's not. It is to us in the village. It is to us when we live there. You know, it's it's one of it's one of the streets that come off the crossroads. You know, it's one it's one of the main streets of the village. The one of the original streets of the village. Uh, my house served as a bakery to the village. It's it is hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years old. It's a historic house, and actually served a great importance to to the people of the village. Now, well, of course, in those days. 
there wasn't a great deal to eat and of course a bakery was, well, was you, a, you know, an like, essential. Like bread and things like that, that was your staple diet, that was your subsidence. Yes, yeah, of course. You know, that's what filled you up. Yeah. Um, so everyone would have gone there, Every you know, I can't even begin to imagine the amount of people that have come and gone, come and gone, and come and gone. And my childhood house, a few, a few, in, actually in between the cage and your house, yeah. um, uh, was the orchard. And so, at the bottom of my garden, there's a well, and that well is what watered the trees in your garden, in the orchard. Yeah. So all, I'm pretty sure it's an apple orchard, if yeah, I'm honest. Yeah, it's an apple orchard, yeah. Yeah, so, we, so my house would have supplied the water to, to, to water the orchard, because behind us now is a relatively new... Estate. Like, yeah, estate. I would say, what, like 60s? Yeah, something, something. But of course, back in the day, back that, then, was... that would have just been open land Lands. filled with trees. Um, but yeah, so you know, my house would have served yours. You, you, your people in your house would have come to mine to get their bread and you know things like that. Or as you pointed out to me before, the servants in my house. Would yeah, have come the, to the, get the bread. servants. In my your... house was a a prominent house in the village in those days. Well, servants. Let's just and... say this: you look at the front. There's two big columns out of the front door, right? Well, <laughs> let me tell you, my house hasn't got columns. Mine has a well that watered her garden, right? Um, but it's my my house is a very active house, um, forever. It always, when I look back on it now, there was always. I think the interesting thing about your backstory in that house is your grandfather was an East End. Fella, did there was no not bullshit. Have there was nothing. He did not. Not a and thing. So just tell what happened when, of course, they brought the house because yeah. you were raised by your grandparents. Because it's, it's it's quite a strange story. So my nan is very was very 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 spiritual. You know, she had the knowing. She had a gift. She you know she she was a practicing um, witch. She was very, very, very involved. Granddad, I'm not bar it. Oh, fuck off. Oh, oh pull that away. Oh, I'm not, oh, what are you wafting that all around? Yeah, smoking and drinking down oh, the kitchen. What's, go, what's going on? Have, have a bit of it, wouldn't yeah. have a bit of it. Not a bar of it. Going, right, what are you doing wafting that all around? I'm trying to watch the football. What's going on? Um, but he, he died a believer because of that house, because of the things that happened. Be, because it weren't no wishy-washy, like the door closed, there was a knock, yeah, there was a whisper. you can explain, oh, there was a breeze yeah, or something. It was, he, but he needed that. It was undoubtedly something otherworldly. So the stories that will always stick with me, he had lots of experiences in that house, and I actually think he potentially had more experiences in the house than my nan did. Mm. Because my granddad slept downstairs, uh, me and nan were upstairs. He, because he... Slept on the sofa for as long as I remembered, but I think it was to do with his back and things like that. It was just more comfortable for him. Or that he's always down the king's arms, and by the time he came back, he didn't want to wake the nan up. <laughs> he couldn't, he, he, it's because he couldn't get up the stairs. Yeah. Um, but the ones that will always stick in my mind is so he um, woke up in the middle of the night and looked beside him, and there's a little tiny man like praying beside him well he said praying but he was like he was on his hands and knees and he said i had this overwhelming feeling to kind of kiss him on his forehead mm. you know take it and and as he went to do it because granddad's going i don't know what come over me he went because i'm terrified thinking well who's that he said but yeah. i but I, I couldn't stop myself and this little tiny man looks up at him and went don't you kiss me and then like scuttled away mm. And he said that, that was it. He said, I was terrified. Went to sleep all night. Mm. And what about the little girls? Because obviously, say the backstory of the tragedy that happened in the house generations before. So I think the reason the house is so haunted, so Nan did the kind of the research into the house. To, the historical to, research. Yeah, yeah. To, to get a bit more of an understanding of of what it could be and who's there. And I think as well, she wanted to do that so she could help. You know, I think yeah. she... Clearly, whatever was there was distressed and was in need of, you know, trying to pass them over, send them over something. Um, so in the research of the house, historically, uh, when it served as a bakery in, you know, Tudor times, it burnt down. And when it burnt down, it killed 
the baker and his three daughters. Yeah, which um, so, is... And they, they, you know, they burned to death in my house. Horrific. Absolutely oh. horrific. And the energy and the panic of that and that That, that, that remains. And that's what, I, you know, the sheer distress and some of the things, you know, awful, really. But again, Grandad woke up in the middle of the night, so you got to imagine in the front room, Nan's armchair was opposite him, and he's kind of woken up and then gone, Jesus, well, what's that? And he's seen... Um, and this is before she'd done the research in the house. Yeah. I think this is potentially what prompted it. I'm not too sure. Um, but there was a girl sat in the armchair and then a girl sat on either arm, just sat there. And he was just looking at them thinking, oh, well, bloody hell, what's going on here? And, you know. What about the time when you was in, I think you said you were in the garden with your nan, and you said, nan, you was only a little boy, who's the little girl in that window? And she went, right, stop. Oh, right, yeah, go on. So, you know, this is my earliest memory of a paranormal experience. I know there were ones before that because that Nan's told me, but my, for, I can I can vision like but I can play remember, I can play yeah. this out in my head. So we had a beautiful beautiful garden, great big garden, really really long, um, and I was in the middle with Nan, like the middle section of the garden. She was pottering about, weeding and stuff, and I I went out with her because I decided, you know, at seven years old, I wanted to be a landscape gardener. Anyway, the the window of my bedroom was at the back of the house and looked over the garden. And she's doing that and I've looked up. Clear as day, there is a girl looking out of my bedroom window. I'm a child, I go, Nan, who, who's that? Who's that little girl in my... Yeah, come round to play. And she has, honestly, because Nan was disabled. Um, you know, she needed a walking stick and that. Well, I've never seen her move so fast. She, sc she <laughs> scooped me up and whisked me through the house. But she put me in the front room and said, you stay there, don't move. And, you know, she she went upstairs and, you know, w was talking to it. Yeah. And saying, you know, not now, you know, you need yeah, to leave, you need to heart, go. Yeah. This is our... And, and just... <laughs> Playing, mm. and I'm thinking, well, what's all that about? Well, she did, yeah. What's that? And then she come down and went, and she just went, oh, there's nothing to worry about. You're fine here. You're safe. Let's let's go back. Carry up. on with the garden. Let's, yeah. let's, and, she's and just, dealt with it. Yeah, she's dealt with it and just skirted right over it. That you know, let's not let's not feed into this. But obviously, as time went on and more and more things happened, she had no choice then but to sit me down like the birds and the bees conversation right let's sit down phantoms and ghosts yeah this you see, is it's this interesting is, you yeah. say that because my first experiences obviously my my family weren't <laughs> like your nan where she she understood <coughs> it i mean i remember one of the very first ones i was in my nan's house in 106 western avenue and i was upstairs playing with my uncle jem my sister and my brother and um I was probably about four and I remember it, I remember it and um, he's mucking about with us and you know we had a book top cat and we're you know we're just playing and my mum and dad were downstairs my nan and gang were downstairs and I've just looked over his bedroom door was open and straight across the corridor in this old house in London was a bathroom and I saw something in that bathroom this black entity this horrific horrible uh, it made me you know it, it, it and i started screaming and screaming and screaming well my poor uncle jem he's like well i haven't dropped you on your head nothing bad's happened well my mother came up them stairs how old is uncle jem um oh i don't know how old. is he like a teen or no, he it... was he was probably in his twenties at the time. Yeah. He was my mum's younger brother. Okay. So I've got he didn't have any kids of his own. So of course my mum brings around her kids and he and was so, being like so, a normal yeah. uncle. Oh come on. Yeah. You know, we used to get out of his old red money box and nick his ten peas. You know, he was just a Happy loving days, uncle. That's what just we like. playing with us. Um and I remember my mum bolting up these stairs, whoa, because she could hear me screaming. And uh, Michael James like what you know you know my brother and sister nobody knew she 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 took me downstairs and I remember all I could say to her 
was that I'd seen the devil because I was young and no, I didn't know about ghosts. I didn't know anything, but I knew it was bad. And the only thing I could associate that kind of feeling was with the devil. Yeah. So I said to my mum, it was the devil. It was the devil. Well, of course, she said, oh, don't worry, Vess. You had too much lemonade or something. Um, and then that's the first one I can really remember. But it carried on and carried on throughout all of my life in all the houses I've lived in. Um, and especially, in fact, it, in Chalfot St. Peter, it was in the next house, and then in St. Osith. It's always been there, multiple experiences, where I suppose I was born to be sensitive, and so I, I would see and hear them. I heard them through my ear, and I and I saw them. But, but if your course, siblings don't share this... No. Um, I know my sister... Um, had, had one experience of a little girl sitting on the edge of her bed in oh, Colchester okay. Road. Yeah, she did. But I was the one that was having it constantly. constantly. Yeah. And my my parents' position, my my dad more so. My mum was more open to it. But my dad certainly was. Don't be so silly. Get back to your yeah. room. You know. And and the house not far from yours had servants' quarters um, with the bells ringing. You know, from it's, from it's, the it's, top. It's, it's a it's a traditional house, I would say, but almost like Georgian house. Being, yeah, I mean it's seven hundred years old, but it, it's, but no, but it's, it's had been it's been recladded and things like that, so it's it's been modernised in that sense. Yeah, I mean it? it had it had four staircases, attic centres. <laughs> you, you know, a, you look at it; it's it's you know, it's a big square at the front. With two big masters yeah, and pillars. Big, big door in the middle, pillars at the so side, it would have been and then an big, important like, big, house. big windows going. Yeah, back in St. Osith in the day. Um, it would, yeah, it would, it would have been not like Lord and Lady, no. but you know, important, important people. people. And and there'd have been a lot of bodies in the house. Not bodies, as in dead bodies, but you know, well, we had a lot, a lot of people. Well, we had what we had was had priests in the house. So of course, when the Vikings raided and you yeah. know, and other people raided St. Osith Priory, the monks would come underneath the village through the tunnels and, and hide in our house. Um, so, of course, it had a lot of history. Not Viking but, times, though, because that's not 700 years ago. No, it wouldn't have been the Viking. Sorry. Um, uh, no, sorry. Um, I'm meaning uh, the King Charles? Henry. Um, um, the dissolution of the monasteries yes, time. Yeah. King Henry, yeah. Because, right. because obviously, in the village we live in, we have the Priory. And the Priory, at that time, was home to... Um, it was a monastery. And, and a nunnery. It was uh, yeah, both, so, yeah, so it, it, it was... Hence the uh, name St. Osith a, after our... A, it was a religious epicentre, you know. Yeah. We had have, we have the big church, we had the priory, you know, the, we, there's a lot of religion it's going historical around. historical beyond belief, the village. Yeah. It's, it's a fascinating place. Well, it, it was, a, at some point, a pilgrimage because of... We have... So it's called St. Osith after a woman... Uh, called Osith, and it's uh, the myth goes that when the well, it's not a myth; it's historical. Yeah, well, fact. it is. Yeah, it is historical. When the Vikings come and raided England, they, you know, stopped in St. Osith Beach. They burnt. No, they they came through the creek, and they came two or three times. They came from St. Osith Creek. And they raided as Vikings did in those days. Pillaged. And raped and pillaged and, and, and set fire to are. everything. Yeah. But she was a nun at the yeah. nunnery. Yeah. And so they took her into the woods and chopped off her head. Well no, what happened was she she was trying to escape them. And um the lead Viking, I think his name was our resident here is sorry, kill me if I get this wrong. I think his name was Hubber. Eagle the Terrible. <laughs> yeah. Kirk Kirk Douglas. Um, came and he found her and he said if she didn't convert to their way, in fact, I don't even think that's true because they're all killed. Your, version, I just think your I, version and my version are very different. No, I've researched this for the book We'll, we'll go anyway. with yours, we'll go with yours. But he, I'll tell he, you mum one day. He cut off her head. Because but then a spring, magical healing spring sprung. The, that's the legend, the legend says that. We know 100% the Vikings came and cut off Oh, so we're talking what we 100% know. Well, I'm saying that a magical spring popped up from where her head fell. Well, they say that the engine pond over the back of the prairie, that was supposed to happen. But what we do and it's know... healing waters. Yeah, but... Well, we should bottle that. Well, we can't get over there, it's been bloody... I'll jump over the fence. <laughs> yeah, listen, I spent, I spent half my childhood jumping through, over cut, the fence, exploring the, fence. the priory. Um, anyway, um, sorry. So, and the the legend says, the legend says, now this is in October when this happened, the legend says that she picked up her head, 
and she walked on Colchester Road to the village church. Past my house, yeah. past Vanessa's house, past the cage. She knocked three times on the church and then door. collapsed. Now, the research has been done into this by, by, by science people have said, well, look, maybe her throat was cut and not completely beheaded. So if that was the case, it is possible, scientifically, she that she could have door. managed to get there. But can I say... But that is the legend. So as, as in October, she's supposed and to, the, yeah, the, the, the she's supposed she's to carry her head under her arm. Walk and, down Colchester yeah. Road and go to the... So, of course, honestly, let me just finish the story. So then, of course, her name was Ozith. Then she became a saint, Saint yes. Ozith. Ozith's backstory is like another show. Um, because she was she, she was doing miracles, apparently, from a child anyway. Um, but she decided she wanted to give her life to God and become a nun. But it, it really is another story. And we don't want to go too much into that because we'll finish. Our, you know, it, it's a long story. No, we One day we are, because I promise you, it is the most historic and, you know, there is a story for every house in the village. And we, will, so we will one day do you, a, a, it will have to be a couple of parts but we will do you, yeah, and, we, uh, yeah, and we will tell you about the history of the village. We will tell you the ghost stories of the village. We will give you our own experiences. We will take you on a virtual tour. So we'll start at the top of Colchester Road because there's a house at the Why top of Colchester Road. Why don't we film it so our, our viewers can actually we, we, see yeah, what we we're can, We can about. do that. But, you know, at the top of Colchester Road, there is a house that we have both spent time in, different time periods, but have had very similar experiences in. And as you go up the road, there's we've got there's an occult house. There's a couple yeah. of doors down from me. It's two doors down from me. They've painted the whole thing black. There's bars up the window. And I can remember at 18, they've moved in not long. They've after. left now, let's they've just left say. They've left now. But I'd come home from the pub and I'm in the garden having a fag. And this is like three o'clock in the morning because I had a little after party. And um, well, don't break habit. Well, they're all chanting in the back garden. Yeah. And I'm thinking, oh, I'm, getting, bad stuff, I'm yeah. getting in before all this starts kicking yeah, off. No, thank you. Stuff. But Nan used to protect the house. She used to sort the house. You have to when you get she'd that be, shit. She'd be, because it was literally not that house next to us, the next house. Yeah, know, it was. Yeah. And so. Yeah, she would. She was doing all kinds of. I couldn't tell you, but she was oh, up at the fireplace. I mean, what? she was throwing things up the chimney because we had a fire, and she was writing things down and throwing them in the fire to dispel over the house yeah. and things like I that. I mean, when when I was living in Colchester as a child, one one interesting story is. I mean, there's so so many, but one interesting story. We looked after this little girl, Faith. My mother was a foster mother and a childminder, so we had little Faith. And I, I just loved her. This this child, I adored her. I, I wanted her with me all the time. I just fell in love with her. So if I'd go up to my bedroom uh, and put some music or something, I was always teaching her about rock music, you know, Guns and Roses, you know, Aerosmith. I was, you know, she was only young, but I was passing on my knowledge. expert knowledge. And, um, and one day she was in my bedroom and my bedroom was next to, was underneath the servants' quarters. So there was a massive long corridor. There was my bedroom. And then the next door was the attic stairs, up the stairs, the servant quarters went over. Anyway, she, so we're in the bedroom and then she started pointing where the wardrobe was and screaming and screaming and screaming. Well, of course, I'm having a breakdown, my little faith, because she, I, I, you know, and, um, I couldn't calm her down. Well, my mum's heard it, even from down in the kitchen. She's ran up the servant's stairs, rushed in the room. What's the matter? What's the matter? And Faith was screaming, pointed. At, and by the way, we had the two little dogs, and they were barking as well at the same point. And I couldn't see anything. Um, and Faith was saying, the man, the man, the man. Well, she was only, I don't know, three, four herself at the time. Anyway, um, years later, I spoke to Faith. Um, she'd obviously left our house, left our house, left our care, but they they, they live next door, so I, so I'd see her quite a lot. And I said to her, uh, "Was well, she live in that moderny house next yeah, door? Ne right next door, yeah." Um, and I said to her, "Did you like staying with us?" Because then I moved to Tenerife and I moved away, and you know, and I was gone yeah. for a few years. Came back and, and I saw her. She was an older girl, and I said, "I said, did, did, did you love staying with us?" because I've got pictures of her holding up Kerrang! magazines and everything. And she said, yes, I did. She said, but I didn't like the man with the black tall hat. And I'm like, wow. well, there was only mum, me, 
you know, my brother and sister there. And I think my sister had even left by that point. And I said, what, Uncle Christian? Because she said a male. There was no males living there. And she said, no, not Uncle, because we called him Uncle Auntie. No, Uncle Christian, the man, because he had a black tall hat. I was always scared of him. Well, of course, there was no man there. And it that related to, to me, that incident and a few others. And it goes to show children can see and the, and the dogs. And I'd seen for a long time in there, terrible things happened Ch Children and animals are very receptive yeah. to the paranormal. And I don't know why. I don't know if it's because they're not... They're I think, not fully I, developed. They're still in the in-between stage of... But I almost feel like it's... As you get older, you either lean into it or you lean out of it. And the less receptive to it you are, the less... You're liable to see. Yeah. I think there's an element of you needing to be open to what is going on around you and in tune a little bit. You know, there has to be an element of... Because my Jake, although he's coming round to the idea, because he's been having a few things himself recently, yeah. but he's just like, no, no, no. I no, listen, he's got an answer for everything. Mm. He's he hasn't got a scientific brain, but tries to some of the things he comes up with he goes, right, well, you know, the wind must have come on and knocked that box of cereal over and then <laughs> yeah. a Cheerio rolled all the way across the floor, well, hit that switch, and then the whole thing blew up. Do you know what my, my my dad, you know, we you know, there were so many cases I said to my dad, right, dad, listen, explain it, you know, I'm desperate, explain it. And he would say, Right. There must have been an earthquake in China that went up in the thing <laughs> that caused... It, it'd have this wild explanation that I didn't even understand. And then that shut the door. That had come... He would explain like that. I mean, I remember one time I was uh, in, in the house of... Um, and we'd unblocked the fireplace in my bedroom. Beautiful old fireplace. When we moved in, it was all blocked up. Unblocked it. Behind it was loads of little bottles with corks in. Little green bottles. So, of course, it was my bedroom, so I kept the bottles... But I had a stereo, in those days, a stereo turntable and speakers. So what I did is I kept the green bottles on the top of the speaker. Now, of course, one day music too loud. They've jumped off. The bottles have jumped off. And the lids have broken, so the cork came out. Anyway, so I'm thinking, oh, geez, you know, that's, that's a drama. Anyway, I went to find, and my bedroom was, you know, my, my our house was a beautiful house. I've got to be honest. My parents made sure we Do we know in. who's in there now? Yeah, I, I do know the people. Because, you know, I used to walk past that house every single day. And I always thought, oh, I'd love to look inside there. Yeah. I'd love to look inside there. Yeah, but I don't know if they're, they're kind of... But that's another story. But anyway, so I'm looking to... Because I'm thinking, right, it's glass. Obviously, it, it could be a danger. Clean it up. And, and more interesting... Well, <laughs> no, not so much that. Oh, but... right. Okay. <laughs> anyway... I'm causing dramas over it. I'm saying to my mum, I can't find it. I can't find it. There's now just two bottles broken and I can't find the lid. I can't, I can't find it. I can't find it. So, of course, my dad's right. What's going on? Come up the stairs. I said, Dad. Because, of course, he wouldn't believe anything. A ghost can come and punch him in the face and he'd say that he was... He'd have an explanation. Um, anyway, so now he's looking for this. Now, that wasn't, that wasn't like my dad, but there was such a commotion. He wanted to come right. I'll sort it out. Well, I'll find it and stop all the drama. He never, it completely disappeared. And you see my dad, which he never did, by the way, he was a businessman, on the floor, feeding with his hands on the carpet, down the back, he had everything out. This stuff disappeared. Um, and there were so many things in that house that happened. And my mum, she kind of got it. She kind of knew. Um, my first experience living there, um, we'd only just moved in and we had a big Great Dane called Bryn. And because oh. I, I, I knew that the house wasn't right, Mum said, okay, because nothing had been decorated. It was, you know, it needed Are we talking work. like there's still things in boxes kind of moving in? Well, no, but, but the house was a state. I mean, seriously, it, it needed some serious work. Dilapidated. Yeah, not quite dilapidated, but it Modernising. <clears throat> yeah, to say the least. So, and just instinctively, I knew the house wasn't right. So Mum said, okay, you can have Bryn the Great Dane. In your bedroom. Well, I'd feel quite safe with a girl. Yeah, but in our house, dogs are never allowed upstairs. Still not to this day. But because I was scared, she said, okay, listen, it make you feel... If it, because, you know, dogs are not allowed upstairs in, in in our childhood. But she allowed Bryn to come in. Anyway, one night, I've heard... Um, a, a, along the corridor, there was a door separating mine and my sister's room from the rest of the house. Yeah. 
And opposite my door, there were servants, you know, we were in the servants' court part. Um, and then I heard boom, but I heard it now. My mum, we were strict on bedtimes. If it was our past six and seven o'clock, if you weren't asleep, there was a very strict childhood, you're in trouble. And I've heard someone coming on the court. I thought, oh God, it's mum. Close your eyes, because if she catches me awake, <laughs> that there's going to be some serious consequences. Anyway, my door's opened. And because it was such an old house, the beam, you know, the floor wasn't level. Yeah. And when you walk down it, you could hear boom, 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 yeah, yeah, boom. Yeah, yeah. So I've heard it all going on and I'm lying there and I can see Bryn. Now, Bryn the dog has started barking furiously. And I know that Bryn wouldn't bark if... And well, I no, because he knows your mum. Yeah. But I thought, oh, it must be mum putting in our clothes, school clothes, for the next morning after she's yeah. ironed them. Anyway, Bryn's gone mad on you, it wouldn't. At the end of my bedroom... There was the pre-Victorian old-fashioned um, wardrobe door, and it opened and slammed, open and slammed, open and slammed. Well, your mum wouldn't be Bree, doing that, would she? She'd no, be creeping about, no. wouldn't she? But of course, even at that age, you think, "Oh God, it's mum." Close your eyes. Of course you do. Bryn's yeah. gone mad, but of course the house was so big. My mum and dad wouldn't have heard it. They wouldn't have heard Bryn barking. They wouldn't have heard. And then open and slammed, and then. Boom, 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 and the door slammed. Now, when I say to you, you know, I had the same in the cage. You know when you say when your heart is coming at your chest? Yeah, yeah. That was the first time I felt it. The fear was unbelievable. Because because that is true terror. Terror. And the only reason, I thought, so, and I knew, why why don't you run out and try to find your parents? But, you know, the issue was because that door in the middle, there was a faulty lock. And so I knew if I ran up the corridor, I thought to myself, I'm going to be fighting with the lock. I can't well, get... Well, because ultimately, as well, what I would probably go through in my mind as well, whatever's left that room is is in between you exactly. and safety. You, you've got to try and get past something. You don't know what it is. You've yeah. got to try and get past something. You're better off just staying where you are. Yeah. And just thinking... Just, and at the just, age of like 10 or 11, you do. so... It was just, just close your eyes as tight as you can and just hope for the best. Yeah. Yeah. Just please go to sleep, please go to sleep. And, and, to and sleep. that was the start of so many experiences I had. Now, obviously, this was never spoken about the cage story, but it just it, it just happened from a child, and it's multiple, multiple cases of absolute terror and fear. Until, of course, I began to... Under, but I, I didn't really understand it till I'd left the cage. So, of course, a heart... Like you, a, a childhood of... But the difference is with my childhood, I had an explanation name, with everything. Yeah, your name got it. You see, and, my, and I had someone actively seeking to protect me yeah because uh, you know the the nature of the haunting in my house was very distressing yeah it would be for any child but i had instilled in me you know from your nan listen a, a knowledge and understand right, yeah. a knowledge and understanding and you know someone that was on my side you know if i said I've just seen this. She wouldn't go. Oh, stop being stupid. Stop. It. She'd go. So that's what my parents. Do you know what I mean? Was. I yeah. was. I was believed, and I was understood. Yeah. Because they knew what I was seeing was there because they'd seen it themselves. This it's... is this is so much of the reason why I've spoken about the cage after the fact because it's so important when a little child you're saying to you, listen to me, please, please, I'm telling the truth. I got from my dad, because obviously he didn't understand it and still doesn't really understand it. Don't be so stupid. Get back to your bedroom. I'm like, what? You're sending me into something and right. I'm in, in trouble here. Yeah. And I, I think it's, if you take anything from this, from listening to us, is, and if especially if you have children, even if you don't, Just you know, to even, even if you're going through something yourself, because honestly, at times it, it might even feel like you're going mad. You're going crazy. No, but even as a child, I but, wasn't going crazy. But, but, I, but I just knew it was something else. Do you know what I mean? There's, you just deal with it. You just have to take a step back and and think. Actually, you know. But I, and I listen do, and listen to what they're saying. I do have to say, in spite of this, my childhood was very. Oh, it was very, very loved, very protected oh, and nurtured course. and after. It was just in every other way. It was an ideal it, childhood. But it was a different time parents. back then. But the fact of ghosts coming in was inconceivable. Yeah. To, to, to my father especially. I, I think now, though, everybody has... More of an understanding. Some knowledge. Has a simple understanding of a haunting of what I think because it's so, so, so advertised now. I mean, of course, I'm talking about, you know, early 80s. And, and, of course, now every other 
program on TV, especially on Sky, is about paranormal. But at that time, it wasn't. It wasn't. And you, it wasn't accessible. It was only if you was involved in that world that you would really know what it is. Yeah. Or know what's going on. Or believe in that. Because yeah. your dad might have heard, oh, there's a ghost. And he'd be like, yeah, right, okay. He still doesn't believe in it now. What he says is, I can't explain it because I don't understand it. That's his position. And I said to him once, Dad, in fact, it's on a TV show. You know, he, he, he's actually been on it. And said, I said, Dad, do you think I'm lying? He said, no, Vess. And I don't lie. And I never lied. He said, I just can't understand. I can't explain it because I can't understand it. But that's, so he's yeah. out with, with it, you know. Whereas my but, mum, she gets it. Yeah. Has your mum ever had an experience? Um, not like I have, but she understands the process and she's very sympathetic to it. And in fact, when I spoke to her more as an adult, I said, Mum, you know, driving me mad. And she said, yeah. yes, Fess, I always believed in it. But it was at that time where, you know, oh, she's just being a drama. She just wants attention. Oh, yeah. Cool. She said, now yeah. you're a grown adult. You're saying the same thing. And of course, I believe you. And she understands it. Yeah. But of course, at the time... Um, it was just my overactive imagination. And I can imagine that there are a lot of children out there now being palmed off with the same thing. Yeah. And do you know what as well? I think it's probably easier to do that because if you, do, if you take it for what it is, you then have to come to accept that actually yeah. there's something that you don't understand Stand. going on around you. And you, you. can't protect your and, yeah, yeah, and you can't control. So if you, just, if, you, if you can in your head convince yourself Listen, oh, they it's, a, just, it's an imaginary friend. Kids do this. They want to stay up later. They want to stay up they late. They do this. They want more attention. Oh, you're being ridiculous. If you can convince yourself of that, you then don't have to face the fact that actually... But also, if these parents haven't had personal experiences themselves, it does feel like, oh, they want to stay up later. They're coming down. I'm scared of my bedroom. because they. I think know. even if they haven't had a personal experience, there is also that element of they're scared to accept that. Absolutely. Because the moment you accept that, hang on, Maybe something isn't quite right. You have to accept it, the possibility yeah. of ghosts and then... And that's a, and yeah, it, it, that's a, scar a, that's a scary a prospect because ultimately that then becomes a threat to your child that you cannot protect them from. Absolutely. Yeah. If someone breaks into your house and tries to hurt your child, you can fight. Yeah, you can fight. You could... But you, you can't fight a ghost. That's what I've no, always said. You, you can't can, fight a ghost. And, you know, it, it can come in so many... Foot, like with your... With Jesse... You know, in his sleep. How can you protect a child sleeping from his dreams? You can't. But I talk to my mum now, and my nightmares were screaming, screaming, screaming for years and years. And when it started happening to Jess, I mean, luckily, thank God, so far it hasn't happened to Jude. But when it started happening, I got it and I knew it. And I'm like, right, this is a problem here. And luckily, thanks to Kelly, she she, she walked me through the process. And she dealt with it. Um but to be honest, she's quite rare. I was just about to ask you, what advice would you have to someone who doesn't have access to someone like Kelly, that doesn't have access to people like that? How, how best to deal and approach with um, a child that is, you know, claiming things that are out of the ordinary or having terrible night terrors, having, you know, bad dreams... What should they do? As a parent yourself, if you didn't have access to First that resource... First of all, off the bat, just believe them. Um, because you'll know the difference. Everyone knows the difference between a nightmare, an occasional nightmare, and then a constant waking up to screaming because, and crying Because, and because so you upset. tune into your and, child, don't you? You, yeah, and, you, know, you know what type of cry it is. You know it. You know, parents know yeah, that. You, Mummies know that, yeah. Yeah, so, okay, that's a good piece of advice. So if you do think it's a bit more than you would perceive it to be, just take notice of it. Take notice and, of it. And, you know, everyone can contact us here if, you know, and I can pass, you know, the relevant people on. But I definitely say don't ignore it because what, what you're being left with is a child that's in, in real distress. They're going to be tired in the morning. But, it's you know, when you have, like, a vivid dream, it stays with you. Mm. Now, imagine you're having those vivid dreams, terrifying ones, two or three times a night. In my case, it was two or three times a night. Well, in I've Jess's had case, dreams that I had when I was maybe 13, 14. And you still remember That I could, I could yeah. recite to you. But I could... I could I, if I was re a really amazing drawer, I could literally storyline the whole thing, image by image. Yeah. 
Yeah. And now it's stuck because to me it for all them years. All now them you years. imagine you're young and, and then, you know, it's the mental health of children. Now listen, this is through so much experience and research and yeah. understanding that I'm saying this. I'm not and mad as a box of frogs. And it's personal true. experience as well. Yeah. I can't, I'm not a parent. I've never been in that position where I've had to care for a child that is, is doing this, but you have. Yeah. Fortunately, you've come through the other because end. Because when they are screaming and crying, you say, no, don't worry, Jesse. You know, oh, think of nice things. Think, uh, and they don't, and they're still, and then they doze off, and it happens again. The fear on a child's face, you'll know it as a parent, you'll know it. And as what well, they haven't got the ability to express no, fully. Exactly. The, the and sheer, they can't make any sense of it yeah, at all. The, the they can't, they can't they, like I saw when I was a kid, it was a devil, it was a devil because I was so young. All I knew that was bad was a devil. I couldn't yeah. say it was a ghost, I couldn't say it was a black mist, I couldn't say it made me feel bad. But me at 13, 14, having the, you know, I was, and the guy at, I was, yeah, then. I was at more of an age where I could make sense of that. So when you wake up and you, you're sweating, you think, you think, it's a bad dream. Mm. I've woken up now, that's, I'm fine. Yeah. Well, a kid, I can't. I don't know. Can when they wake up, are they able to distinguish between a sleep state and? From from my experiences, when you wake up, you're so so. I mean, mine were reoccurring dreams. Um, it's so terrifying and so distressing. You know, it takes a long time to calm down. Then you go back into the dream state, and then it happens again. When that happens, multiple. You know, it doesn't stop happening. Yeah, you, you do and know when you're awake. And that is very unusual. Because your mum wakes you up or you've, you've fallen on the floor. Oh. Or your mum says, oh, it's all right, darling, don't worry. And then you're awake. Now, everyone knows the difference between awake and asleep, even children. So you know when your mum's saying, don't worry, I'll get well, you I, a little I bit I can't milk. remember. I can't remember but that being that young. Well, you never had them, that's the whole point. You never had night terrors. Yeah, you never exactly. had that. Um, but I think it's unusual as well to have a dream to wake up, go back to sleep, and go straight back and, and back go back into dream, and back yeah. into it. Mm. That's not normal because yeah. dreaming is normal. Dreaming is you, you know. Yeah, that's a part. There's of the a brain, there's but... a size, of it, and it's how you process and 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 store your memories normal and understand. And normal that, nightmares yeah, are normal, yeah. but we're talking and, about you know, something different. You do you will dream that they're not pleasant. They are scary. But that is a nightmare. And That's they happen with the brain that yeah. stores the information to let out come it's natural normal human body function. It happens but it's from I'm time talking to time. about but the, something. You will different. know the difference because I You'll know. I'm I am fortunate. I can I can recall maybe three or four times that I have had it was sh and sheer terror. And actually I I've been in some situations that are pretty scary and you know I'm a bit of a pussy. But I promise you, I don't think I've ever been as scared as when I first yeah. got from that. I don't think my body has ever reacted in a way like that. Mm. And actually can be really, really distressing. Really distressing. Because nobody can make sense of it. Yeah, and that's Because it. you can't, you know, your mummy and daddy can't make sense of it. But listen, it, it's... And, and it, you know what? There's nothing more important in life than sleeping. You need yeah. to sleep, you need to eat, you need to drink. They're your free basic human functions and if you become too scared too scared to go to sleep you're ruining everything it's, it's not even too scared to go to sleep it's remembering because that feeling stays with you you know like you say you have one bad nightmare it stays with you you imagine having that night after night as a little child i mean all i'm saying is um i i, I found thank by the grace of god kelly uh, sorted that for me you know not for me as a child but for my son um, but we know it exists and we know it's there. So it's definitely something we're going to talk to her about next week. A hundred percent. And hopefully, you know, Kelly will, as an expert in this, will be able to give you some more advice and, you know, actual things to do. But from now, from us, it, it, I I think it's good advice is to, is to not just, you know, um, just listen, just yeah, just just blow just, it off. just listen and understand, and not just you know swat them away and and try and say ah oh, it's nothing, it's nothing, it's nothing. You'll think be fine. Think about something nice. You'll yeah. be fine. 
try and be just, that, just take try and have that and level of understanding and, and, yeah. and just have a level head with it and just understand if it is a nightmare and it happens once or twice a week or if it's something consistent and which is dry and if it's reoccurring as well i'd say yeah, reoccurring, is, yeah. is a is a key thing to look out for if they're complaining of the same kind of things and that could be um, a haunting in the house. It could be a spirit in the house. Now, we're not saying we would necessarily need, you know, it, it could be just something in the house that is affecting your child's dream state. It doesn't mean, say, it's particularly demonic, but it could be something oh, no, that definitely. needs a clearance with yeah, sage it, or something. It, it could just be a negative energy yeah, around. Yeah, that needs that, that, something, yeah. some attention. But if it, if it isn't given attention, it's not going to go away. So, yeah, that's... Um, a bit of a scatter. Um, there's been no real topic of discussion here. Just having a chat. Just, it's just a little bit of up close and personal. We will do more of these in the future and we will kind of divulge a little bit more um, about us and maybe kind of give you an insight to our normal lives and what we just do day to day. Like, yeah. I have a day job. Did you know? You know, it's <laughs> very important day job. I, yeah, yeah. A reason, I'm a reasonably important person. Um, but I hope you've enjoyed it and I hope you've in, kind of got to know us a little bit more. And that's what we want. We want to connect with you, our people. Yeah. And, you know, build a community, essentially. And I think that is our target and our goal. And why we set this up is to create yeah. a community of people that either have an interest or an understand and, and, and want to connect with other people. They want, I want people to share their knowledge. I want people to be able to, you know, meet because of this and go, I've had this experience, I need help. I mean, you even know, through it's... the cage, I had so much learning to do because of course back then, I mean, I didn't even have a mobile phone where I was living in the cage that took pictures because of course it was back then. But now, of course, we have the opportunity to go on a podcast and, you know, it, it's about helping people and just, you know, just it's about that really, isn't it? Yeah, because ultimately some of the things that we have both been through separately and together are absolutely terrifying. And if we can help people make sense of that and process that or avoid that, or anything, or just help in well, any way. Well, it's a good job done. I think Godfather, you know, for me, uh, you know, I, th I think there's a calling from above for me. I want to do it to reach out and, and, you know, let people know that there's always an answer, but sometimes you have to look up there, not to your kids wanting attention or going mad. There, there, there is always an answer and there is always a route out and there is always a way to, to you know, to get away from this if it's something like you it it plagued you yes seriously and it was it weren't good no. and actually it could drive people to do some really serious damage and it has done a lot of people to themselves and it has done in the past and it will continue to do so unless you know like we are encouraging people to have open open and honest conversations about their mental health Let's have open and honest conversations about this our experiences. Will their mental health of course, absolutely. it does. It has that knock-on effect, and it, it all feeds in with to each other. And you know, when people are in them down and negative states, they feed off of that. And it, absolutely, and, and it only you know, and, and continuously that you know when you have negative or bad spirit to you, the energy you give out is the energy you draw in, and it's just an ongoing cycle. Of course, and it is. unless you find a way to and, break it, it'll carry on, and it and it will reach a climax. And that doesn't, and, and, yeah. and it, and that, it is that unfortunate, and it, and it does not end well. No. And we want to reach out and help everyone possible. So that is something I think we will get into a little bit more at some point. I think maybe in our next, you know, up close and personal. We'll or, have or, Ke yeah, we'll have or, Kelly or in even week, with Kelly because because Ke Kelly as well speaks a lot with mental health and maybe some of the. Yeah kind of influences to she that. does so, she gets that side yeah. of it yeah so that is something we will be discussing it's a really interesting topic so stay tuned we will be doing that um but that's it from us 
this evening. We're on. We're live tonight, which is we've made a decision. Oh God, to, yeah, goodness! So you, you can say see who we are. Actually. Yeah, we've we've actually recorded this episode on video. It's not a great video, but we've recorded it. I will be well if I can, because listen, I'm the biggest technophobe in the world, but somehow I've been entrusted with all the technology. But I will try and upload this video uh, to somewhere. Uh, for you to be able to see us and watch us. I've yeah. got my nice blue robe on. I wear it most evenings. It's kimono. <laughs> hey. <laughs> but, um, yeah, thank you, guys. So, as always, follow our socials. Uh, Twitter is The Haunted Peacast. Instagram is The Haunted Podcast Official. Um, s tune in to them, follow them, like them, share them, retweet it. Do what you can. Because all everything you need to know is on there, all the updates, everything upcoming, everything that's happening, all the links to everything that we talk about, all goes on to there. So it's really, really important that you follow at least one of them. Also, we have our email address, which is the haunted podcast official at gmail.com. Email us with any of your questions. If, or if you any, need any advice, any, or yeah, anything. if you want some advice. Send us in your evidence. If you've got a photograph that you think, I'd love to share this with the world. You have some, a piece of footage that you think, I'd love for you guys to talk about it. Send it in to us. We'd love to hear about it. Um, and that's it, really. Everything will be linked in the description. So uh, you don't have to remember what I've said. You can just click on something and it will take you through. So thank you, guys, as always. And... Have a blessed week. Have a blessed week. Good night. <laughs> Stop saying that. <laughs>